God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. There's an old saying that is very wise, be where you are when you're there. Too often we can physically be somewhere, but mentally be somewhere else. Today I want to twist that a bit. Where I am mentally may not be where I am spiritually. What we need to recognize is that we are seated in Christ beside God the Father. Speaking for myself, I realize there are days mentally I may be in a fog, or some days I might be a space cadet, or some days mentally I might have no clue of what's going on. I'm sure none of you have ever been in that kind of mental space. But where are we spiritually? What is our spiritual reality? Though my physical and mental space may seem real, the truth is God has made me a new creation in Christ. The world is after us to confuse and distress us. Will we let sin depress us? When we learn to connect and live in the right mental and spiritual state, we will have victory. In today's episode, we will explore the truth of where we are. Give a listen. What country are you a citizen of? I've noticed from my podcast statistics that I have had listeners in Singapore, Bolivia, South Africa, Russia, France, Germany, and a few other places. In each one of these countries, there are vast differences to the rights and privileges a citizen has. Learning to live and exercise your rights, and in some places demand them, is an ongoing challenge. To understand your rights and privileges as a child of God, a citizen of heaven, is even more important. There is a phrase used by some that we have certain sonship rights. We have been redeemed, we have been made righteous, we have been justified, we have been sanctified, and we have the peace of Jesus, just to name a few. We must learn to recognize the victory we have in Christ. Are we victors or victims? I deal with this in my poem today, which is entitled, I Am Beside, Not Beset. I am beside, not beset, seated at his right, looking to him is my delight, I no longer have a debt. I am beside, not beset, I can feel his breath, sins of my past have met their death, my former chains I forget. I am beside, not beset. I rest in his embrace, looking fully at his face, forever changes my mindset. I am beside, not beset. That weight is lifted. His love to me is gifted. This he will never regret. I've been set free. His love has delivered me. With patience I run the race. True hope sets my pace. As I draw ever closer to his face, I am beside not beset. The title and repeated first line of my poem comes from two different verses. The first is from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, which says, And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. We know from several other verses that Jesus is seated next to God the Father. So you are seated next to the Father also. You are beside him. 
As I mentioned in another poem entitled Seated, talk about getting good seats. I am beside God. Let that sink in. You are sitting next to God right now. The other element of the title comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Here we are told to lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. To be beset means to be troubled or threatened. So let me ask you, If you're sitting next to God, what could possibly be troubling you or threatening you? We need to get past what we see with our eyes or hear with our ears. We need to become convinced of what we have read in Scripture and come to know through experience. Check you out. You're sitting next to God in the throne room and not off in a corner somewhere. You are front and center beside God without the weight of guilt or shame or the stain of sin upon you. If I'm sitting next to God, I don't think I'm going to be looking at my feet or staring at my thumbs, holding on to the truth that I am seated within the sphere of His majesty. I truly will be looking to Him as my delight. Being seated in Christ, I can recognize that the price of my salvation is paid and I can forget about any debt. That's where the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us comes in as a challenge. Do we see our shame, or do we see Christ's fame? Is our focus on the work of Jesus, or on our lack of work? Do you see yourself seated next to majesty, or do you see yourself in a poverty situation? Do you see yourself distant from the Father, and his son Jesus? Do you think you still have to pay for your salvation? Truly, we owe them our lives. We are told not to live unto ourselves, but unto Christ. We are to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Yet no matter how long we closely walk the path of Jesus, whether we walk true or stumble, the spiritual reality is We are seated at the right hand of God. When we stay our minds on the truth that we are beside him, we will not be beset by our past, our present, or our future. It's not uncommon for friends to sit very close together. And if you think of yourself as a young child that the father could pick up in his arms and embrace, we are indeed close enough to feel his breath. Imagine the intimacy of a proud father holding his young child close to his heart. The father is beside himself with great love and adoration of his little child. In that moment of embrace, I know my sins have met their death. And with each breath of the father, the words he speaks over me confirms this truth. You are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. This is relationship, not religion. You are beside, not beset. Last week when I received the vision from Jesus that I am a reflection of him, 
the realization of his love and the love of the Father became much more real to me. There was no doubt in my mind that as I am a reflection of Jesus, I am loved. Knowing that the Father and Son loves you sets you above any condemnation. We are in Christ, and therefore there is no condemnation, no judgment against us. This is a spiritual reality. You were made righteous. No matter if you stumble or fall, you have been made righteous by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We may at times not live up to our true spiritual identity, but we are already and always loved, and we are righteous. Grasping the mindset that you are beside, not beset, will elevate you beyond any depression or condemnation or guilt of failure or sin. This mindset will truly set you free. This will allow you to have a hope of a future and give you the ability to run the race that is set before you without the weight and without the sin that does so easily beset us. We have turned a gaze towards the Father knowing we are in the Son and seated in the greatest place in the universe at the right hand of God. I love God's timing. As I was sitting here pondering some sort of exercise or assignment for you to learn to stay seated at our Father's right hand, to be in his presence, an alarm went off on my phone. For many, many years now, I have programmed alarms in my phone that go off at 10.55, and 4.55. At one time, I actually had them every hour from 10.55 to 4.55. Because of my work, I have simplified the hours. I started this practice years ago when I was in my workshop building cabinets. One day, I came home to recognize that I had been so involved with work that I had not practiced the presence of God or even acknowledged him at all in that day. I needed to have something to break up my time so that I could come into his presence. I have named some of the alarms as praise moment, wait upon the Lord time, relational time, and in the awe of the Lord. These are planned, intentional moments to acknowledge my need for God in my life. Five times a day, I intentionally stop what I'm doing to come into his presence and be beside him. In these moments, I give thanks and praise and simply acknowledge that God exists and I believe him. There have been many times that as I am praying in those moments, I hear his voice most clearly. Our walk with God and his Son cannot be an element of chance or hoping to find a leftover moment where we can spend time with him. That's not the way great relationships are built. They must be intentional. When we fall in love with someone, we become consumed with them. We can't wait for the next moment to look into their eyes and to ponder the depths within, to be held by their embrace, to hold their hand and be beside them. The more we consider what God has done for us in his plan of salvation through Christ and the Spirit, a true response is to fall in love with him.
How often do we thank him? How often do we acknowledge him? How often do we go to him to enjoy his presence? He's waiting for you to come beside him. You are beside, not beset. There's a great little booklet entitled Practicing the Presence of God. You can download it as a free PDF or buy it in a book form. It's about a monk named Brother Lawrence who lived in the 1600s. He grew to the point where his walk in the presence of God was moment by moment. In the monastery, there were different hours of prayer, but for him, his relationship was a constant conversation. The title of the book is a giveaway as to how to accomplish a close, intimate relationship that brings you within his presence. It's called practicing. To practice something as a musical instrument or an athletic skill usually requires a daily routine that requires more than a little bit of time and a lot of dedication. It is intentional. So what are you doing to practice the presence of God today? What are you doing to get to the point where you fully understand and experience that you are beside, not beset? Don't forget you can connect with me directly on my Facebook page with comments. I look forward to chatting with you. God bless you again, and have an awesome day beside God.